According to the IRS website, Opportunity Zones were created to spur economic development and job creation in distressed communities. They are investments created where if certain rules are met, will provide preferential tax treatment for investors. These zones were created as part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in December of 2017. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick and I am a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve. As I mentioned in the introduction, according to the IRS website, Opportunity Zones were created to spur economic development and job creation in distressed communities. They are investments created where if certain rules are met, will provide preferential tax treatment for investors. These zones were created as part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in December of 2017. In order to qualify as an opportunity zone, a locality must have been nominated by its state and certified by the Secretary of the U.S. Treasury through the Internal Revenue Service. So how exactly do these opportunity zones work? Individuals, partnerships, LLCs, S-corporations and C-corporations are all eligible to receive the benefits of investing in opportunity zones. The first thing that occurs is one of these entities that I've just discussed will invest either a short-term or long-term capital gain within 180 days of recognizing that gain. The date of recognition would be measured from the date of sale for transactions such as real property, which would be land, commercial buildings, or residential real estate, trade date if you're selling stocks, bonds, etc., or the last day of the taxable year if your capital gain came to you by way of a K-1 from a pass-through entity such as a partnership or an S-corporation. The election is made with your tax return. For example, if you sold a commercial building in 2018 and realized a $500,000 gain and you reinvested it in an opportunity fund within 180 days, you would elect on your 2018 income tax return to defer the gain. Let's stay with the $500,000 gain example. You realized a $500,000 long-term capital gain upon the sale of property in 2018 and invested in a qualified opportunity zone fund within 180 days and properly made the election to defer the gain on your 2018 return. Keep in mind, this will also work with short-term gains and the capital gain may have arisen from the sale of stocks, bonds, etc., or come to you from a K-1 that has arisen from a partnership or S-corporation. The problem with capital gains coming from K-1s is that they must be invested within 180 days of the year end, and many times taxpayers are unaware that they are, are capital gains until months after the year end. However, if an S-corporation, LLC, or partnership you invested in has large capital gains, hopefully you will have an idea before year-end and can plan accordingly. Unlike Section 1031 exchanges, which I've covered before, 
Only the capital gain must be invested in order to take advantage of the benefits. If you remember, when you were dealing with a 1031 exchange, which is basically selling one piece of property and deferring the gain by purchasing another piece of property, you must invest the entire proceeds of the property sold or you will pick up some gain, meaning you cannot defer the entire gain. Again, we go back to the $500,000 gain realized. The gain is deferred until the earlier of the date you sell the Opportunity Zone Fund or December 31st, 2026. Your gain on that date will be the lesser of your deferred gain or the fair market value of the Qualified Opportunity Zone Fund. Either way, less your basis in the fund. Your basis in the fund is 10% of your deferred gain if you've held the investment for five years or 15% of your deferred gain if you've held it for seven years. Keep in mind, in order to hold your investment for seven years by December 31st of 2026, the funds must be invested by December 31st of 2019. I know all of this sounds a little confusing. I am going to give you an example that's going to clear all of this up. So let's say you invested your funds March 1st of 2019, which is within the 180 day requirement and you hold the investment on December 31st of 2026. You must now recognize the capital gain. Again, you haven't sold anything, but you have to recognize the capital gain. We will further assume that your investment is now worth $1 million. Again, this is your investment in the opportunity zone fund. Originally, you deferred $500,000. That was your original investment. Your deemed sale will be $500,000. Again, this is the lesser of the gain you deferred, $500,000, or the fair market value of the fund, which is a million dollars. Keep in mind, if the Opportunity Zone Fund had lost money since you invested, let's say it was down to $400,000, your deemed sale would be $400,000 less your basis. And now I'm going to show you how we calculate the basis. Now, remember, since we held um, the investment for at least seven years, our basis is going to be 15% of the deferred gain of the original $500,000 or $75,000. Okay, so now we're we're paying tax on $425,000. Again, this is calculated by taking $500,000 you deferred, which is the lesser of what you deferred or the fair market value and the date of the deemed sale. Again, we're using December 31st, 2026 as the deemed date of the sale because we haven't sold anything yet. All right, so you're gonna take 500,000 less 75,000 and you're gonna pay tax on $425,000 of capital gain. So you have now saved income tax on $75,000 of capital gain, right? Because originally your gain was 500,000. You were allowed to exclude 15% because we held it seven years. So that 75,000 is never taxed. If, again, keep in mind, if you only held that investment for more than five years, but less than seven years, you would instead of be able, instead of deferring 75,000 or eliminating $75,000 of basis, we would only be able to use 10% or $50,000. So now we have eliminated tax on $75,000 and we've deferred tax on that $425,000 capital gain for eight years. In other words, we incurred, originally we incurred that $500,000 gain in 2018. We are not paying income tax on that $425,000 until 2026. So again, $75,000 of that gain, we're not gonna pay tax on at all ever. 
and the other $425,000 we were able to defer for eight years. Okay, so now your basis in the opportunity fund is $500,000. This is calculated by taking, again, that $75,000 for holding the property for seven years, plus the $425,000 that we recognized on a 2026 return. Once we recognize income, we can count that as basis. If you were to sell your share of the Opportunity Zone Fund the next day, let's say January 1st of 2027, you would recognize a $500,000 gain, assuming the fair market value is still $1 million. This figure comes from the fair market value of your investment, again, which is $1 million, less your cost basis of $500,000, which I've just explained. Now, if, however, you hold on to your Opportunity Zone Fund investment for at least 10 years, then your basis in the fund becomes its fair market value. So let's say on May 15th of 2029, your investment in the Opportunity Zone Fund is $1.2 million and you decide to sell it. Since you've held your investment in the Opportunity Zone for more than 10 years, your basis becomes the fair market value of $1.2 million. This is very similar to a step-up in basis which occurs in an estate situation. Uh, for those of you not familiar with this, let's say, excuse me, let's say we have a taxpayer who has Facebook stock that they purchased for $200,000, but it's now worth $400,000. If the taxpayer were to sell the stock, they would recognize a $200,000 gain. If, however, the taxpayer passes away, the value or the basis that, that is passed on to that person's heirs is the $400,000. So it works very similar to that in this situation. So now what you've really done, you've increased your basis from 500000 to $1.2 million. So you sell this stock on January 1st of, two, uh, of let, I'm sorry, you sell this stock on May 15th of 2029, right? So we've held it for more than 10 years in the fund. We sell it for 1.2 million. Our basis is 1.2 million. So let's summarize what we've done overall. We've eliminated tax on $75,000 that we were able to use as a basis, right? So we've eliminated $75,000 of our original $500,000 gain. We've also eliminated tax on $700,000 of capital gain. That's the difference and in what the Opportunity Zone Fund is worth when you sold it, $1.2 million in May of 2029 versus the $500,000 you put in in March of 2019. So all $700,000 of that gain is excluded from, is, is exempted from tax. So again, we have now eliminated tax on $775,000 of tax and we've deferred, the only tax we paid was on $425,000 but we deferred that tax for eight years. Instead of paying that in 2018, we paid that tax in 2026. Um, now, obviously opportunity zone funds are brand new. It didn't even exist in the law until um, the, the law again passed in December of 2017. It is imperative in my view that you do not try to do this on, you own, on your own. You're gonna have to consult with tax professionals and also um, you want to get a reputable company that's investing in opportunity zones that look like they can potentially make money. Our objective again always when doing investing is to make money on our investments. It is not 
to only use the tax uh, consequences as our, as our only uh, reason for making an investment. again for listening to the accounting tips for entrepreneurs podcast if you could please head over to apple Podcasts, itunes or spotify and leave me a five-star rating and write a review also please connect with me on social media if there are any tax or accounting related topics you would like me to cover please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know if you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com and I'll see you over there. Have a great day.